This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Welcome back to Education Matters, your source for insightful conversations about the big topics impacting students, educators, and communities in Ohio. I'm Katie Olmsted, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, which represents 120,000 teachers, education support professionals, and higher ed faculty members. Many of those members are among the half a million educators in the United States who will be impacted by recently announced major changes to the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Since the start of the Biden administration, more than $9.5 billion in student loans have been forgiven. That's more money than was forgiven in all of the previous four years combined. And now you may be eligible for at least some relief if you take a few steps before the rules change again in October 2022. We're tackling this topic in two parts. Next week, we'll hear from an Ohio educator who got the huge news that her loans are gone for good. This week, we're sitting down with Guy Kendall Fries. He's an affiliate relations specialist from NEA Member Benefits, talking with us about what's going on with these loan forgiveness programs and how you can find out whether you're in line for some life changing loan forgiveness. Guy, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start with the bird's eye view of this. What is the program that you help people learn about and how can you help members? Four years ago, NEA Member Benefits created the NEA Student Debt Navigator powered by Savvy. It's one of 60 benefits available for NEA members. And uh, while in its first two years of offering, uh, there was a a cost attached, $29.95 a year. Um, For the last two years, the NEA Members Insurance Trust has uh, paid that on behalf of all members who choose to use the premium service uh, for the first year that they use it. It's a really powerful tool. It will analyze um, one's student loans, and determine uh, the type of loans that one has, as well as the repayment strategy, the repayment option that they've chosen for repaying that loan. The number of credits that one has uh, towards public service loan forgiveness, one of three forgiveness options generally available to education employees. And in those cases where someone may have multiple options for forgiveness, Uh, Because I'm eligible for more than one, I can pursue more than one, but only one at a time. Uh, And it'll create the path for the greatest, uh, most economically advantageous and efficient strategy to get those loans to a zero balance. Now, these student loan forgiveness programs have existed for some time now, but only really in the last couple of months have we heard about people successfully having their student loans forgiven. What's changed? So what's changed is a new administration. From 2016 to 2020, uh, we had Cruella DeVos, a secretary of education, (laughs) who, who flat out denied not only our members trying to achieve forgiveness, but even folks who were totally and permanently disabled for whom the law allows for those loans to be discharged. Uh, uh, and, and quite frankly, a lot of folks just gave up. They made application, uh, were denied, not necessarily given a reason why or given some really silly reason that 
the signature was in blue ink instead of black ink. Uh, and and in 2020, everything changed with the election of President Biden and his administration, which has imposed new quality standards on those 15 student loan servicers that uh, uh, track our student loan payments. And, and uh, four of those 15 servicers have said they don't want to comply to those quality standards and they will be exiting the business uh, in December. Good riddance. But, uh, including these quality standards, uh, they've also announced on October 6th, some reform to the program, to the public service forgiveness program, which is increasingly the best option for many members. It's, it's broader, it includes uh, not only teachers, and uh, when we look at teacher loan forgiveness and teacher loan cancellation, uh, they've had a very narrow definition of teacher that excludes administrators, media specialists, counselors, uh, other personnel. Or, or my sister, for example, as a school secretary, you know, um, she's resented the fact that her student loans, she had to pay back every penny of them. And yet I had the opportunity to have some of mine forgiven because I went into education. With public service loan forgiveness, uh, the opportunity is available to anyone who works for a governmental entity, school district, a state, local, county, city, or tribal government, or a not-for-profit organization, a 501c3. Uh, they have to work 30 hours a week or more, uh, and uh, they have to have the right type of loan, and that becomes a challenge. Uh, that's part of the reason why until 2020, always less than 6% of the applicants were approved. Prior to 2020, it was really around 1%. The reforms are designed to streamline this process and make it simpler, but there's also this great once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with a limited waiver that will be uh, in place until the end of October of 2022, through which members can get credit for payments they made on loans that were previously ineligible and can, will continue to be ineligible for public service loan forgiveness, but they're gonna give us a free do-over. I'll get credit for those payments I made on those loans um, if I take certain action, which includes um, you know, making sure my loans are the right type between now and the end of October. But some of our members have actually started that process. They consolidated um, <clears throat> unqualified loans into federal direct loans and started working towards public service loan forgiveness. And, and those folks are automatically be having their, their loan payments recalculated. And many, uh, we estimate 30,000, uh, are right now receiving notices from their servicers or the Department of Education that they have uh, had their, their payments recalculated and now have exceeded the number, the 120 payments needed to achieve forgiveness and, and their loans instantly are being forgiven. Now, um, one of the things we're her, hearing though is that the letters they're receiving from their servicers are brief, they're to the point, they say, hey, your loans are forgiven, but it feels too good to be true. So there's uh, at least some people you've been hearing from who are saying, is this a scam? And, and they are, they're very right to be suspicious because there's a lot of scam opportunity out there. 
And, and the servicers are providing very brief notice. Um, so one of the ways that one can test the validity of some communication is to use the NEA student at Navigator as sort of a third-party neutral validator of whatever information is being presented to them in a letter or postcard or, or email from a student loan servicer or someone purporting to be. It will give you the uh, validation that this, this, the information is accurate or validate the strategy that's being suggested. Recently, uh, a member had been uh, informed that uh, if they change their payment, their repayment plan from a standard 30-year amortization to a revised pay-as-you-earn plan, um, that the result would be in five months, with five additional payments, the loan balance of $58,000 and some change would be forgiven. However, that change of payment plan will triple their payment for the next six, uh, five months. And it's counterintuitive. It created a lot of concerns. Uh, but by validating that information with the NEA Student Debt Navigator, they can make informed decisions uh, that are, in many cases, going to be an incredible benefit. That, that, that member in particular will pay out $6,000 over the next five months to forgive $58,000 worth of debt she would have been paying for the next 25 years. That's life-changing money right there. It is life-changing. And, um, and honestly, when I see some of the loan balances that members are burdened with right now, uh, I, I, I'm just amazed that the, the impact that it has not only on their life and their family's life, but on our community as a whole. You know, these are folks who loan debt is, is consuming so much of their income, they're, they're less likely to be working on a master's to improve their, their uh, education and career earnings. They're less likely to become rooted in the community by becoming a homeowner uh, and other things. The, the, the record so far uh, that I've seen uh, was a member uh, a few weeks ago, 66-year-old ESP member in New Jersey who um, touched my heart. On, on a workshop last December, when she shared, she had over $350,000 in student loans that uh, were, were racked up under her loans uh, for her education, as well as Parent PLUS loans that she had assumed. And uh, uh, under this reform, those were eliminated. Now here in Ohio, uh, so far, the greatest uh, forgiveness that I've seen happened this week with a member who emailed with some, some sus suspicion about the, the communication from her servicer that uh, uh, her loan obligation has been met with the recalculation and that the remaining $116,000 loan balance is, is gone. And the final comment was that uh, uh, you have met your obligation and no future payments are due. Uh, and the member was very concerned. Like I, I know that February starts repayment and uh I, I, I don't want to go into default, but do I really just have $616,000 wiped away? And uh, that is the opportunity that these reforms have created for our members. There is action that they need to take before October 31st of 2022. 
And um, there are some opportunities to learn about the actions that they need to take and how this reform may impact their student loans. And, and uh, uh, they can join any of the upcoming student loan forgiveness workshops that I will be scheduling uh, through Zoom. I've been doing this through the pandemic. Um, now I'm, I am um, using it as an opportunity to backfill my, my schedule as I am returning to some in-person uh, meeting engagements. But, um, but I've been trying to schedule these at various times to best reach all of our members and um, their, their varied competing interests for their time in their lives. So I will be setting out a schedule at the end of this week through the uh, LRCs, who will distribute it then to the locals. Um, and I'll be looking at some early in the morning options, some 7 a.m. options, some early afternoon, like 4 or 4.30, uh, and then some later in the evening, uh, 6 o'clock. And I think I'm going to explore a little bit during the holiday break because for some of our members, that might be a slower time. They won't have their work obligations that uh, encumber their time. So I'm probably going to try and do something on the uh, during the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. And I think I'm going to sneak in a Saturday just to experiment a little bit and see how it works out. And these are sessions that truly members can't afford not to go to. We're talking thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that these members took on um, with the promise in many cases that that debt would be forgiven if they met X, Y, and Z requirements. And then over the years, they thought they met X, Y, and Z, and that didn't happen. You mentioned a lot of them gave up. It's extremely frustrating. It's complicated. Some of them were flat out lied to by their servicers. Do you think they were sold a false bill of goods back when they were taking on that debt that maybe they wouldn't have taken it on had they known how difficult it would have been? Some people have flat out said that. Uh, and I'm not sure that they were sold a bill of goods. I think, you know, shift happens. And, and in the time that, uh, that's passed since they first uh, began to accrue their loans and today, uh, we've had different administrations interpret the opportunity for forgiveness differently. Uh, and the result is that um, we had some years where uh, it became very difficult, near impossible to achieve it. Um, and uh, for those members who experienced that time, I understand why they gave up. But uh, it's a new day and there's new opportunity. And I think they're incredibly valuable sessions. They last just one hour. Um, and at a minimum, uh, people leave knowing that uh, the path that they're on is, is the best strategy for better or worse. Uh, and uh, increasingly, they're finding that they are much closer or have completed their obligation uh, for, for achieving loan forgiveness. As a point of clarification, you said you estimate about 30,000 people are getting um, notifications now. Do you think there's a much greater number who will be eligible when they follow the, the recommendations to, to consolidate their loans into the correct loan types and things like that? 
Yes. Um, the Department of Ed said that they thought there were three three groups. Uh, the first was a, a group they targeted right off from uh, the very beginning, early in October. And these were folks who had previously had their, their loans, uh, their applications for forgiveness denied. And they were given uh, a, a review and an opportunity to remedy whatever the issue was. Uh, they estimated that there were some 10,000 for which there would be a remedy. Uh, and then there were 30,000 for whom um, they've already done this, taken the steps they needed to take, but for whom uh, a recalculation with the addition of past payments made prior to consolidation uh, would, be, uh, would be appropriate. And there's another 550,000 borrowers out there who at a minimum will, uh, by having their loans, their loan payments recalculated and being able to move to the proper type of loan to achieve public service loan forgiveness, they're going to get not only all those past payments, but during the pandemic, during the payment pause under the CARES Act, they'll get credit from March of 2020 through the end of January of 2022. When they didn't make a payment, they will get credit as, as if they did. So there's an additional 23 credits towards the 120 needed. So a good number of our members are going to be closer to forgiveness than they thought at a minimum. And a good number are already there and they don't know it. When you are talking to members, I mean, you have a lot of these sessions, you've talked to a lot of members already and, and are working to talk to so many more. When you talk to these members and they find out that the, these enormous burdens have just been lifted out of their lives or are about to be lifted out of their lives, you have to feel a little bit like Santa Claus, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. You know, uh, the work that um, association staff do can sometimes be exhausting emotionally and physically. Um, but um, I have to tell you, when, when a member's life has been changed with the relief of that debt and that somehow I had some small part to play in it, uh, it reinvigorates me and, and causes me to approach a Saturday meeting or a meeting in the week between Christmas and New Year, New Year's with new enthusiasm, because it really, it goes to the heart of what we want to do at NEA member benefits, and that's to help make members' lives better. So the bottom line, what all members need to be doing right now is signing up for one of your sessions. Um, the schedule, we will put it in the episode notes here as soon as we get it. Um, and, and they need to be going to the student loan navigator tool to see what their next steps could be towards relieving their financial burdens. And they can do that in advance of, of a session as well. They can go to neamb.com slash start. And um, um, that's a microsite that uh, instead of getting exposed to all 60 of the NEA member benefit programs, it's a simple start with just six of the programs. Um, they can dig deeper and get information about the remaining 54, but uh, it's, uh, it's eating the elephant one bite at a time. Uh, so it's an opportunity to become more familiar with that tool. Um, it is uh, provided at no cost. And, um, and there, there are two options. If we're, we are attempting to get 
the member's insurance trust to continue to pay for it for every member on an ongoing basis. I don't know if we're going to be successful or not, but uh, if we're not, the cost in the past was $29.95 a year with a 100% money-back guarantee that, interestingly, of all the 60 benefit programs and all of my 25 years in this role in Ohio, uh, this is the one program where I've not had a member request a refund because the the service that they receive is uh, is more valuable than the $29.95 that they may have paid. There is a do-it-yourself option for those folks who um, may feel confident doing it themselves. They have access to their savvy account and all the tools for uh, and the paperwork uh, to achieve forgiveness. Um, but um, the premium level, they do all the work for you, including the application for recertification of your employment and uh, uh, income annually. So it streamlines the process considerably. Certainly a, a wonderful service to provide to our members who have dedicated their lives to public service and to their students. And it's about time they started getting a little relief, right? I couldn't agree more. Guy Kendall Freeze, thank you so much for your time and, and for your service to our members. Thank you, Katie. It's, uh, it's, it's an honor to do this. Guy Kendall Freeze is hosting several NEA member benefits Zoom sessions throughout the month of December to go over the student loan relief programs and the tools you can use to figure out your finances. The schedule and a link are in the episode notes for this podcast, along with a ton more information about the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Next week, we're hearing from the former president of the Pickerington Education Association, who recently found out her loans are gone for good. Her message to other educators trying to navigate the process on the next Education Matters. Until next time, stay well.